0: A first grader was riding from church with his mother, and this is not about me. I kind of realized that at the 8 o'clock, I do tell a story about my mother in this sermon, but this is not about me, actually. And the first grader is in the car with, with mom and says, Mom, I know God's name. I learned it in Sunday school. And the mother, being very impressed, says, well, son, tell me what God's name is. And her son says, it's Andy. <laughs> and she says, well, well, son, number one, who's your Sunday school teacher? Because <laughs> we need to have a conversation. Number two, why, why is God's name Andy? And the son said, well, mom, it's this easy. We learned a hymn this morning, and we said, Andy walks with me, Andy talks with me, (laughs) Andy tells me that I am his own. God's name is Andy. Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. To the untrained ear, Luke's recollection of the Lord's Prayer is the discounted version. The Amazon Prime Day version. The version of the Lord's Prayer you say when you're in a hurry. But it's not. Fragments of Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer, not dissimilar from Matthew's more well-known version that we will say at Communion, could be found in ancient Jewish prayers in synagogues across the Mediterranean world. And it went something like this. May God's great name be exalted and sanctified in the world, which God made according to God's will. May God's kingdom rule, God's redemption spring forth, And God bring near the Messiah and save God's people in the lifetime of all the house of Israel quickly and soon. Amen. This sounds familiar, doesn't it? But since our time together is limited... It is not reasonable for me to pull out the diagrams and charts needed to compare Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer and Matthew's version of the Lord's Prayer and the Didache's version of the Lord's Prayer and this beautiful Jewish prayer from the first century. Instead, I want to bring your attention to five words in one line, the first line of the prayer. In fact, Father, hallowed be your name. This one line itself is how the praying person straddles the invisible threshold between God's realm and ours. Mystics would stop me here. Margaret Johnson, if she's here, she'd stop me here and say, the threshold doesn't exist at all, actually. There is no border that separates us from God's world beyond our own lack of discipline in perceiving God in all things and at all times. This first line of the Lord's Prayer embarrasses those of us who assume God is up there and we're down here, or God is out there and we're in here, or that God is in some way too busy to be concerned with our preoccupations and challenges. Jesus instructs his disciples to boldly address God in intimate terms as one with whom they and we, by extension, are familiar. Throughout the four Gospels, Jesus addresses God as Father. A nod to the union that he, that he not only enjoys with God, but extends to us as he urgently shakes us and says, if I call God father, if I call God mother, if I refer to God in intimate familial terms, you have every right to as well. Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. This is the prayer Jesus is always praying within himself, within us, within the world, drawing each of us and the whole creation into the loving union that he shares with God and the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, this is not a Trinity Sunday sermon. But when I pray or you pray, hallowed be thy name, where someone at the eight o'clock said to me, Hollowed be thy name, what name am I hollowing? And how exactly does hollowing work? Does it involve a trip to Home Depot? Do I have to be handy? First, we must focus in on exactly what is and isn't God's name. We've already marked off Andy, so what else is not God's name? Travel with me, if you will, back to the book of Exodus. Moses is out herding his father in law's sheep when he hears a voice coming from a bush that is burning but not consumed. As he approaches the bush, he is told to remove his sandals, for he is standing on holy ground. This voice from the bush then tells him, To go to Pharaoh and say, Let my people go. But what name, Moses asks, shall I use when I go to Pharaoh? Tell them I am sent you, God says to Moses. As we've discussed before, this four-letter name, Y-H-W-H, in English can also mean, I am who I am, or I will be who I will be. In Jewish and other scholarly circles, the four letters are referred to as the tetragrammaton. Because the name of God is so unique, so special, so holy, so hallowed, it cannot be uttered. Only alluded to. It cannot be pronounced. Only represented. God's name is so holy, so hallowed, that Jews to this day will not say the four letters aloud. And rightfully This sense of awe, of wonder, of terror at even lip-syncing the divine name is an impulse reflected in the prayer that Jesus teaches. Notice that we are not to say God's name. We are to use a familiar euphemism, father, mother, creator, and then are to give a nod to the name's ineffability. Hallowed be your unspeakable name. This is the very ground, not only of the Lord's prayer, but of the practice of prayer itself. In Anglican or Episcopal Christian tradition, prayer is always a response, with or without words, to the gratuitous goodness of God in Christ. To begin praying by saying, Father, hallowed be your name, The praying person's attention and consciousness is immediately drawn into a mystery far more expansive, rich, and life-giving than can ever be imagined. When I was growing up and there'd be a lunar or solar eclipse, my mother would interrupt my and my brother's sleep schedule by waking us up putting on our shoes and walking us out to the street at 2 a.m. or 4 a.m. or whatever a.m. or it doesn't matter a.m. to look up and behold the wonder above us and around us. It is from my mother, whom I refer to as my first seminary professor, that I learned the practice of hallowing God's name every time she dragged us out of bed in the middle of the night to witness something in the sky, she would end, and this is almost sort of a prayer that she would say at the end by saying, I can't look at the sky and not appreciate the God who made it. When my mother woke two headstrong boys up before sunrise to attend to the stars, she was embodying the discipline of the awe and adoration of God. My mother coaxed us out of bed to remind us of who and whose we are. Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name prayer emerges from the realization, in the words of theologian Beyonce Knowles Carter, that God is God, God is God, and I am not. God is God, and I am not. When I pray, God, hallowed be your name, I am, I am appreciating that this diagnosis, this thick-headed spouse, this impossible situation at work, this inability to make ends meet at home, this is outside of my realm of expertise, but it is completely within God's. Can I get an amen? For in prayer, I am opening myself up to the transformative work of God the Holy Trinity, who is smoothing out my roughest edges all while comforting me, saying, my name is hallowed when you trust me to be God. My name is hallowed when you pray for my kingdom, my commonwealth, my reign of justice and mercy to come. My name is hallowed when you ask me to provide what you need today. My name is hallowed when you forgive others as I forgive you. And to that, we all say, amen.